Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's got the vigor of a cat! Oh, God. Well, while you're licking yourself, we're here to talk about WWE, NXT, a bunch of stuff that happened past this past weekend, and... That's a lot of stuff. We're on the road to Elimination Chamber. It's in less than two weeks. Get in the fast lane to the Elimination Chamber of WrestleMan. Is it fast lane like next month? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea when fast lane is. Nor do I really care. That's fair. As our raw editor, that makes total sense. I'm Owen, joined as always by John. And joined as always by you, everybody out there in internet land, because we're streaming live right now over Mixler.com slash Zonecast. Isn't that interesting, Owen? It's pretty interesting, as if we do it every week. I know, right? We're monitoring our chat there and our Twitter at the heel turn. So send us your questions and your comments, and we will get to them as we deem fit. Owen, what's up? Oh no, what's up with you? Um, I'm feeling all right. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We sure are. We pretty much know what's going on, except for like a major thing that happened this week. Yeah, that's that a thing that happened. Everything. We know that Ty Dillinger is still on, on NXT. Ah. Which was funny because you actually watched SmackDown this week because you were expecting him, and then spoilers, you didn't show up. Then also, Don't if you me. if you were on Twitter, which I found out today, which made me very angry, is Scott Dawson was teasing showing up on SmackDown, and then they didn't, and then he said, "Ha, you guys are easy." Fuck that heel! What a jerk! Yep. So that's why I don't follow him because I don't want. To- Get my hoops up like that. Makes but, sense. Uh, cool stuff happened on Raw this week, though, which we we're going to get into later in the show. Oh, really? But uh, would you like to get into wrestling news first? Do tell. Well, let me hit the jingle. Play that song. Would you like to know our first bit of news? Let's hear it. We had a Royal Rumble lottery and pool. We sure did. Excitement! Well, would you like to know the bad news? Sure. I I got a total of one point. Yeah, you did. But you know what? I wanted to go all in with my bad decisions, and I sure did. But I did get my... I think at the point on the thing that I always seem to get right every year is how many people will be eliminated by uh, someone not legal in the match. And I always go zero because I think that's stupid. It is really stupid. And it's something that I never want to happen, but I always expect to happen. So I was happy to be proven wrong. Yep. So you actually uh, got who last shores in the match, which, by the way, I timed. I was, you were very close to not getting that right. I I thought I might have gotten that wrong, but I I still felt like all right. No, I think Enzo was down long enough that he that I still got this. Yes, by by a couple seconds, James Ellsworth was the shortest in the match. And uh, by the way, as I timed it, and also Morrow confirmed that's the way you time it is from the moment they get into the ring to the yeah. minute they hit the ground. Absolutely. So, yep, you've been there for fourteen seconds. So congratulations. I've none of the people I picked. We're even in the match, so what can you do? Huzzah! 
Also, you got uh, correct that uh, Ty Dillinger would be the only NXT person. So. Yeah, and it's funny that I got that when it wasn't even the person I was expecting. You're expecting someone else that showed up the following night? We'll get to that when we get to Raw. Indeed. But uh, congratulations uh, to Trace, friend of the show, who actually won our pool with a total of nine points. And the crazy thing is, he guessed half of the final four, and his first choice for the winner won the match. Whoa! Yeah, he guessed that Randy Orton won, so good good for him. But on the opposite side, last week, I annoyed the shit out of you by drawing a bunch of random numbers for about ten minutes. Yeah, you did. I was very tired at that point and was like, oh god, this show is longer than normal. Well, you should expect I do that every year, and I... Pretty much to upset you. So Yeah, but I also expect that every year that, you know, oh man, Owen will figure out that the process is that he does it by is really bad and he'll like figure oh, no, it hilarious. out so he'll do it beforehand. Oh no, I thought about that. I said no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it live on the air because it's so much funnier. And and again, if you're gonna do it live on the air, at least like have it so that you're not doing it like, oh whoops, I got the same number again. Lol. I did, no, I, I did that for the first half, then near the end I switched the format. because Have a spinner, man! That's all I'm saying! Yeah. Whatever. Spinner! But, uh, John, would you like to know who your people in the Rumble were? Sure. Your roster of ten people were uh, Big Cass, Mark Henry, Sami Zayn, the perfect ten Ty Dillinger, Dean Ambrose, Kobe Kingston, Big E, Bray Wyatt, Dolph Ziggler, and Luke Harper. Those are all people that are pretty okay. But uh, I think I came out with the superior list. Because my ten in the match were Chris Jericho, Kalisto, Mojo Raleigh, Jack Gallagher, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, The Miz, Goldberg, The Undertaker, and the winner, Randy Orton. You did have the Strowman. And Baron Corbin. And plus Taker and Goldberg. I had a really solid chance of winning that. Mr. Wolf, sir. Yep, and apparently none of those mattered because I had Randy Orton and he was the winner. Did did you hear the news that came out, like, a couple days before uh, the Royal Rumble? What, that Randy Orton was favored to be the winner by all the betting people? Absolutely! Well, I made sure to avoid that before the match because I did not want to know. And then I looked it up later and went, oh... I could have won a little bit of money. Oh, well. I mean, not really, because, like, wrestling is notorious for, like, you can only really bet, like, 50 bucks. True, but uh, I also locked up our uh, our selections for the pool before those came out, so Trace just somehow knew Randy Orton was going to win without that information, so, yeah. He's a genius! Or he's really lucky. Because his yeah, number six two, one half dozen of another. His number two picks were for the enter were terrible. Because two of them were the main event of NXT Takeover San Antonio. Well, alright then. But uh yeah, so that happens. Congratulations to both me and Trace for winning our respective c- categories. We got more of our rumble news though. Oh. Um so did you watch the Royal Rumble? Like live? Yes. Did you notice that like when some people came out they had these weird like, long cuts of the ring as everyone was staring at the ramp. Yeah. I thought that was very bizarre, and I wondered why. And then the footage came out. 
of all the big guys because spoilers, the Alamo Dome is a gigantic stadium and that walkway is really long. Yeah, it sure was. So to make sure they didn't get too tired before they got to the ring, they had these little like Mario carts that they hopped on the back of. <laughs> Which are pretty funny. The big old handlebar they held on to. Oh, it was so funny looking. They're pretty good. Which uh, a couple friends of mine who were at the show in person, they were surprised. They didn't know that they didn't show that part. They're like, wait, you guys didn't see the carts on the podcast? No. I'm like, no. But that's amazing. <laughs> they should have shown them. I wish they showed him. I wish they went all out with it. It had him be like, uh, how do you put this? The, um, the little tiny rings from WrestleMania 3? Exactly. That is that is exactly what I was thinking of. Like, put, oh, deck him yeah. out with the little tiny rings. Like, go all out with it. Have it be like, you know, Jack Swagger's stupid Jeep thing that he, or golf Jeep golf cart that he rode in on WrestleMania because they wouldn't let him drive the tanker because, you know, Jack Swagger. The difference is, though, that Jack Swagger was driving that car and it looked very dangerous the way he was driving. <laughs> we the people. Uh, I would not trust uh, Mark Henry driving a golf cart. Thank you. But yeah, you can search Twitter or any websites to see pictures and videos of that stuff. It is hilarious. I'm into it. Yeah, we have one more bit of Rumble news that came out of the weekend. Uh Oh-ho. Which actually came out the day after we recorded the podcast last week. That the host city of the 2018 Royal Rumble has been announced. Say what? And it's going to be in Philadelphia. Whoa. So, yeah. They just had it three years three years prior, so... It's coming back. It's the third ever Royal Rumble in the city. And, spoilers, it will be my third that I'm intending. That I intend to attend. So how about That's that? Huzzah! John, you've been to zero of the Royal Rumbles in Philadelphia. It's true. And zero of the Royal Rumbles in existence. Well, hopefully next year you'll be able to fix that? Ah, potentially. Who knows? Doesn't matter where you sit, as long as you're in the stadium, it's a fun experience, let me tell you. But along with the Royal Rumble, it's going to be a four-night event, just like what we're doing in Brooklyn in August. So we're going to get NXT TakeOver Philadelphia which I'm very excited about. The Royal Rumble, Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown Live. All right, then. I can guarantee I will be at at least three of those shows. I don't know if I want to go to that Raw. Raw Raw is a very long show. Then don't go. I don't know what to tell you here. Well, it depends on how I get my tickets, because... It may be more cost-effective to get the travel package, despite, you know, similar to how you are in Brooklyn, you have a house, but you get the package anyway, because it's, yeah. it's better deal. Yeah. I may have to do that, or I may just go piecemeal and, you know, bite the bullet to save myself from going to Raw. We'll figure that out. No idea. what That's a whole year away, so we have to focus on SummerSlam next. But Pretty much. Wanna, but I do want to point out that... Um, Previously, I did my little rant about WrestleMania and how they were talking about key events. I said, I don't want key events. I want WrestleMania. I still stand by that. Royal Rumble's nice. It's not going to stop me from wanting WrestleMania at the Lincoln Financial Field. So WWE, WrestleMania 35, let's do it. WrestleMania cheesesteak. What do you think? I thought it would be WrestleMania Bell. 
No, it's going to be NXT TakeOver Bell. No, it'll just be NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. With a bell in the background? Yeah, probably. What would be better? What if it was the Philly fan? No, it'll probably just be Flyers colors. Well, I mean, San Antonio wasn't colored anything different. I guess it did have, like, that weird skull in the background, huh? Yeah, it had the bull thing, but it was still black and white with some yellow. It'll probably be that, but it'll be a, a bell. Or boxing gloves for rock. I don't. Whatever. Probably a bell. They, they have a year to figure it out. But I still want WrestleMania cheesesteak. Because we've already got WrestleMania play button, WrestleMania star, WrestleMania sun, WrestleMania fleur de lis. It's going to be WrestleMania bell. Cheesesteak. Come on. But what if it was a cheesesteak? I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying that it's a bad idea. I'm saying it's going to be WrestleMania bell. But the WrestleMania part just. Sits on top of the cheesesteak part, and then you got whiz all over the the WrestleMania part, it's, and it's yellow. Again, not saying you're wrong, just saying it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen, but I, but a man dream, and I think it would be hilarious. So yeah, well, as we get closer to the event, we will find out what our coverage will be for it, and it possibly will be. I will be going to the last NXT show in Philadelphia before that takeover next week. Whoa. Because NXT will be at the Tower Theater in Upper Darby, just outside of Philadelphia. And uh, you will not be attending, but I will be. But unfortunately, it's Thursday, so we'll have to wait a couple weeks before we get our coverage on the podcast. Indeed. Other news, John, is that on your watch on Monday night... Somebody got injured. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, pretty I'm, much. I'm, of course, talking about Rich Swan. It's true. Or maybe it was Sunday, and, and who knows? Like, I'm not really sure. He, they're, they're claiming that when he kicked Neville, he hurt his ankle. But Which, I think it was actually when he dove out of the ring and his foot got caught on the rope. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense now, wouldn't it? Either way, he's in a boot now. So, whoopsies. That sucks. Guess he's going to be out of the title picture for a bit, and Jack Gallagher is going to get the get pushed up quickly. Which is good for Jack Gallagher because he deserves it a hundred percent. It's just you know it sucks. A little soon, I would save that for WrestleMania. Really? All right. But uh, I mean, they don't have a pay per view until then. So, well, no, I guess they're technically on on uh, what is it? The uh, fast lane? Yeah, fast lane. Who knows? They'll figure out something. They don't have to have a title match on that show because nobody cares because it's fast lane. It almost won our worst show of the year. You're nobody. What? No, I'm a somebody. I I, I watched the the good show. I watched the Smackdowns. You're nobody. And people don't get hurt on my show. Two. So yeah, best select rich one. But anyway, two people got hurt on Raw. Yeah. Because uh, the man, Seth Rollins, his uh, his repaired knee gave out again. Whoops-a-daisy. Because some guy showed up at the end of the show and attacked him, and he went, Oh, my knee! Oh, I'm on crutches now! Oh. He didn't really seem to target his knee, though, is the, is the worst part. Well, I mean, is that like 
I, I, you know, I watched the segment. It didn't really seem like, you know, Joe paid like any real, you know, oh, by the way, Samoa Joe debuted on Raw. Hey, um, (laughs) but I don't know. Like, did you watch it? I, I didn't really see anything that would have suggested that like Samoa Joe did anything particularly dangerous or particularly like focusing on hurting his knee. He tackled him. He tackled him. Yeah. But you know. The thing that you do in wrestling, you also, tackle people. Uh, Seth Rollins' knee is made of ceramic, so it's very fragile. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, again, my suggestion is, I, I wonder if you know Joe any really did anything that could be potentially dangerous as much as just Seth Rollins is apparently made of paper now. Cancel all wrestling forever. Everyone gets hurt. That's my suggestion. Keep everyone Yeah, okay. Safe. All right. Done. I mean, it's not done because we still got wrestling to cover. Oh. Sorry. Speaking of uh, injuries and possibly need surgery, uh, Mick Foley's finally going to have his hip surgery. Well, good for him. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if WWE actually decided to give him money for it or if he signed up for the Affordable Care Act or something. But These are very good questions. Regardless, it's happening, so good for him. Hopefully the details will come out so we can say, good on you, WWE, or fuck you for not showing your wrestlers. Indeed. Um, one of the big things going into the Royal Rumble, getting back on that topic, was the possibility of Kenny Omega showing up, which some people thought would happen, but they're crazy because his contract didn't run out until like this month. It's February now? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to take some time off from Japan, but he when he's going to go back and he's going to sign another year with New Japan. Psych! He's got, he's got some things to clean up over there first. M- maybe next year. Maybe next year he'll show up for WrestleMania. What do you Indeed. think? What do you think? Eh, who knows? I mean, he's still young. Is he that young? I mean, he's... He's like close to AJ Styles. Is he's a couple years younger than AJ Styles? So yeah. Okay. I think I'm not gonna fact check because you don't do that on podcasts. I'm gonna guess he's like 13. Going on 30. Something like that. But yeah, good, good, good for him. He he's has some matches he still needs to get in before he leaves New Japan. He'll be fine. Yeah. So good for him. I think that's all the news. John, I got any- one. What you got? You want to talk about free agents? Um, sure. You want to talk about who is potentially the hottest free agent in wrestling right now? I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but... Ricochet! Who's that? Uh, you might know him as uh, Prince Puma. Oh, the, the, the Puma Prince. Indeed. Yeah, he was talking recently about uh, his contract and uh, what's going on with that. Apparently, uh, he has a non-compete until Season 3 of Lucha Underground is finished airing, which, you know, is going to be a while since they're on break right now, and the season's going to be longer. Um, So, who knows uh, what's going to happen when the season's done airing. Like, you know, maybe they'll bring him on for another year. Um, But it seems like if that show's going to continue, things are going to have to be very different, considering that... uh, 
that Pentagon Dark uh, is now a free agent as well. They did not good jo- do a good job with their contracts. Yeah, well, I don't know, because that's the thing. Like, I remember them saying that they had, like, a seven-year non-compete contract with them for a while. But, yeah, apparently that didn't really seem to last or anything. Seven years is way too long in wrestling. Seven years is a very long time. But, yeah, now uh, Pentagon's doing independent stuff as Penta El... El Cero Miedo or something. It's it's really yeah. just zero M, and I don't know what, how you're supposed to say that. I mean, it's, not, um, it's, not, it's not as cool as Pentagon Junior, though. Yeah, basically, or Pentagon Dark even. You should just be called Pentagon the Third. Yeah, and uh, you know, and, and then uh, wore a uh, jacket and going a bunch of heists. Apparently, once season three is finished and airing, uh, Prince Puma Ricochet is free to go anywhere he wants. I mean, maybe that, maybe AAA Lucha Underground will sign him back for another season. Maybe. Uh, you know, he'll go finally come to WWE as people have been wanting. Maybe this is just the end of Lucha Underground. Who knows? What is Prince Panther doing in the Impact Zone? It's a good question. I can see that happening. Who knows? If it if they still exist in the next couple months, Anthem seems to be doing fine with them. I guess so. Whatever. Whatever, man. Who knows? Well, while you're speaking of Prince Puma, I actually do have one last bit of news. Lucha Underground is coming back. In, no. ne- in Netflix form. Oh! Because seasons one and two are coming out uh, February 15th. Huzzah! So if you want to go relive some of your favorite matches, or if you haven't gotten to watch it because you don't have Elvary like me, now's your opportunity. Finish the shit out of it. I'm gonna watch that show. I'm, I've seen some of it. I'm probably gonna watch some more of it. Is there's a Lucha Man's? I mean, Master Lakers there. That kind of sucks, but whatever. Vampira is there too, and well, sometimes that kind of sucks, but sometimes it's really good. It's only good when he's not on drugs. Potentially. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, Mark, you're a. Mark your calendars or your Netflix queues or whatever. Because it's coming in the middle of the month. Is that it for news, John? Mm-hmm. Well, we have a lot to cover. So let's start with this past weekend. Because Saturday we had NXT TakeOver San Antonio. Ah. TakeOver in the San Antonio's. It was not in the Alabama. There's no way they would have sold that out. No. Spoilers. That was a nice dream, though. Spoilers, it didn't sell out either arena. No. They, they sure didn't try to make you think that they sold out the Alamodome. They sure did not. Because they... If, if, did you hear the, the news about that? I did not. There were a bunch of issues with people on the floor getting moved around because seats were mislabeled. And also, there are other people get moved because they closed off part of the arena so that they can make it look like it was fuller. Mm. It was a whole nightmare. Good job, guys. We didn't have any issues when we went at MetLife Stadium, but I can imagine with that many people, shit gets crazy. But yeah, they were at some Coliseum in San Antonio. And NXT TakeOver happened, and would you like to talk about the card? Sure! What about uh, the Perfect Ten? You like that guy? I do. 
Well, he fought Eric Young and his 10-minute-long entrance. They made me actually kind of like Sanity. How so? With the entrance or with the match? Eh, both. The entrance is very long. The entrance is pretty long. I think, I'm not going to lie. I think that if you're going to have multiple members of Sanity on the same show, you should not do the full entrance every single time. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a cool entrance. I know, but just it's very long. The song's pretty dumb, but it's it's the kind of earworm dumb that I can get behind. <laughs> bum, bum, I don't even bum, mean bum. that part. I just mean like the weird grungy guitar. The I know the, the laughing is also weird. It's all weird and discordant and shitty, and it's like this is grating, and I kind of hate it, but I'm also kind of into it. You know what? You know what theme song is really good though. What's that? Ten. Well, yeah, but that was never in question. Mm-hmm. This match was good. Yeah, this match was real good. It was a good way to open the show. Uh, yeah. Eric Young tried once again to get tight the join by handing him his uh, Canadian jacket. And it's like, this is kind of closer, but no. And I'm still not joining your group. And they fought, and the whole story was pretty much numbers game. Too many people, but because Ty was always the one initiating the attacks, there was no disqualification. And Eric Young won. Pretty much. And Ty Dillinger had a sad. But we didn't really get to see it because they were like, oh, well, time to go to a commercial now. Why is Ty Dillinger so sad? Why is Ty Dillinger so incompetent? Because you can, you can't, 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 you can't count up past ten, that's why. Or also he can't no numbers count. past ten. Also he can't count because the only number he knows is ten. Just ask the crowd every That's time. That's not true. Every time he does punches in the corner, it's all tens. Dude, he rated that guy a three. That was like a year ago. He knows numbers. We've proven that he knows numbers. You he don't just forget to. numbers. I mean the numbers don't lie. Exactly. But I, I thought for sure that he had more than eight and a third percent chance of winning that match, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, also, what was weird was Samoa Joe was in the crowd during the show. He sure was. In a suit, as if saying, he's not part of NXT anymore. Weird. I didn't think it was that weird. I thought it was pretty... Yeah, he's not no, part of NXT anymore. No, but I thought it was weird after Sunday when he didn't show up. Well, yeah. I mean, but... if, if, if everything fixed itself on Monday, but it was still a weird thing that weekend. Indeed. Well, well, let's get to the other, the next match, which uh, was a match I thought was going to be a sleeper on the show. It was uh, Roderick Strong against uh, Andrade Cien Almas, and guess what? I thought this match was dope. Yeah, it was good. They beat the shit out of each other, and it was great. It was but, a fun match. Yeah. And, it wasn't and, the know, greatest match I've ever seen, but it was a fun match. No. Only problem, though, is uh, Roderick Strong still doesn't have a character. Did Roderick Strong ever have a character when you think about it? No, I'm saying he, I said he still doesn't have a character. I'm not saying he ever did have one. I'm just saying. I he, know. I'm just saying, you know. He needs to get one. In it's, real life, oh, that's, even. That's mean. He's got the Roddy versus the world thing going. Now, he, now he's got to wear a kilt and pretend he's, he's uh, Scottish. Nope. Roddy. Nope, that's okay. Hot Rod. Nope. 
Mm. Best of luck in your future endeavors, Owen. Fair enough. Roderick Strong won the match, by the way. He sure was, did. Sick kick. I hate that name, by the way. I'm into it because it's so dumb. I'm like, you know what? Those words rhyme. And that, that kick is pretty sick, so why not? All right, John. How about you come up with a different name for it? Strong style kick. Nope. That's even worse. Fuck you! I'll give you one more shot. Move on to the next match. Fair enough. Um, we had the tag team championship match, which was the Altars of Pain against the reigning champions at DIY, who won it at the last pay reveal. Authors of Pain are not very good. Oh, they're fine. No, but the thing is that DIY somehow worked this match into making it really great. The Authors of Pain are fine. They're just like, uh, I'm a big guy. Bye. Oh, man, I can't believe that these big Haas wrestlers are big Haas wrestler guys. Who would have thought this? I know. I wish they were more interesting. Paul Arling's cool. I, like I mean, him. I don't know what else they need to be, considering that the whole point of NXT is that they're being built up to be something more interesting, and this is the thing that gives them the legitimacy that they need to be something like, say, for example, the Ascension. I mean, I think what would really help them is if they just kept winning all their matches by knockout. Or referee stoppage, because they just keep murdering people. That'd be cool. Like, that would be a cool gimmick for them. It's just, we just, we don't care about pinfalls or submissions. We care about destruction. Or if Paul Ellering, after each match, actually had a book with him and wrote down the names of the people. That they just That'd killed. also be cool. That's what I'm saying. They just need, they need something extra. They're, they're fine. But to get to the next level, aside from their cool outfits now that say AOP on them, they need just a little something extra. To put him over the top. Well, well, I mean, I'd like to so hope that cool. having Paul Ellering there is part of, you know, part of making that happen. I know, that's what I'm saying. Give him give him the book from that video. Let him write the names of those people that he, they just killed. Or actually, have the, have the names in the book before the match, and then he crosses them off. That'd be even better. Just give this a book thing, that's all I want. Also, the uh, the authors of pain murdered DIY and are now the champions. Who'd have thought? The only bummer is DIY is not going to the main roster anytime soon. Yeah, they are. I love them, but there is no space for them right now. Nope. And I don't want them to flounder up there like American Alpha is. So yeah. Congratulations, to the Authors of Pain. I can't wait for them to have their rematch against DIY. Because there's literally no other face tag teams. Y'all gonna die. Have fun. And I don't care if people say, what about TM61? One, number one, one of them is injured right now. Number two, they're garbage. And we've seen the Authors of Pain kill them already. They're not garbage. Fine, they're Australian garbage. Mate. No. None of this. They also don't have enough of a gimmick. That I can get behind. So there you go. Um, next match, which I really liked, except for one huge glaring thing, 
was the women's title, Asuka defending against Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, and Nikki Cross. This match was I. I liked Nikki Cross a lot. Then she went through that table that was next to the announce table for no goddamn reason. Why was that there? Don't say just so she could go through it, because that's a big excuse. I mean, is there another reason? That's what I'm asking. Why was it there? Was there no reason for that to be there? It was not there earlier in the night, and all of a sudden it was there. Really weird. But, uh... You want to know what my big uh, beef is with this match? Go on. Well, the thing is that uh, Billy Kane, Peyton Royce don't care who's the champion as long as one of them is, right? Yeah. Which was highlighted by uh, Billy Kay actually holding down uh, Peyton Royce to help get that pin. That did not work out. So my question is, if they don't care which one's champion, why wasn't there a spot where they tried to pin each other? Because one lies down for the other one, and then someone else comes in and breaks it up before it's too late. That's a good question. I did not have it once, and I kept waiting for it, because I'm like, that's the most logical thing for this match. Is throw everyone out of the ring, just lie down, boom, you're champion. Nope, never happened. It was really upsetting to me, and that's the one thing I took away from the match. Yeah, no, absolutely. That That's something I totally thought about, too. Like, a lot of the match just seemed unnecessary and just like a story of oh how can Asuka beat all these people because she's Asuka I think Nikki Cross is great and I want to see her have a singles match with Asuka yeah, Nikki Cross is cool I mean I, I honestly felt like Nikki Cross didn't even really get to do all that much in this match That's I know that that was the thing was that what she did was great but then it took her out because they're saying here's a taste but we're gonna hold that match for down the line and I'm and I want it one thing I'll say that really impressed me was uh, Peyton Royce. Thought she looked she looked like a star in this match. Yeah, she looked good. But then she got her head kicked off, and then she died. R.I.P. Oscar, of course, is still the champion because of course she is. She's gonna fight uh, Ember Moon at the next takeover because of course she, she sure is. is. Which we will talk about later tonight, because that is 100% clear now. I mean, yeah, they literally said it. I know. That's what I'm trying to say. But uh, before we get there, we got one more takeover match, which was the big, the biggest money match in NXT, which I think is not true at all. Uh, Bobby Roode against the champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. John? I mean, can you think of a bigger money match than that? Uh... Out of the current roster or of all time? Of all time. Yeah, Samoa Joe Finn Balor. I don't know. That cage match was great. It was a cool cage match. Or how about Shinsuke against Samoa Joe? No, I, I think that Shins, Shinsuke Rude is a, a bigger deal. I, I don't think I don't think so, but we'll agree to disagree. Anyway, hey John. What's up? Can we talk about those entrances? Good-ass entrances. Did you see Bobby Roode have his Ric Flair entrance? Yeah, I totally saw it and was totally into it while you were like, Oh, I don't know. Hey, I mean, John, I wish it was better. John, it, I had I had the, the, you know, let it marinate a bit in my head. And I'm really into it now. 
Just you know, because I expected, because my expectations were so high with the crazy theatrics that he had. So to like downgrade a bit with the props, but but again, I I, I gave some more thought and said that is some Ric Flair ass Ric Flair stuff. Yeah, that's a lot absolutely. Of, that was the Ric Flair ass Ric Flair entrance of all time. That's a lot of ladies. And then Nakamura showed up, so go check out. I borrowed one. Check it of out. The, I got one of those cool cart things. Yeah, it's like I borrowed one of the carts from next door. And also, I put a bunch of fucking strobe lights on it. Check it out. I'm going to surf in on it. You fucking surfed in on it. I know. It was great. Oh, man, Nock, you're so cool. I mean, until you died. At least he died looking cool. Well, yeah, I mean, he died because he's Nakamura and he was reckless. That was the story of the match was Nakamura's reckless and he's just going to beat the shit out of you without caring if he kills himself doing it. And then, whoops, he killed himself doing it. Whoops, I died. Oops, I did that uh, that knee on the outside to the apron and that was a bad idea because I crumpled into a ball and my knee was hurt. Oh no, now Bobby Roode is going to kill me because he's an opportunist. Bobby Roode's going to put me in this Submission hold and then punch the shit out of my knee. Which was hilarious and amazing. It was pretty good. And, uh, yeah, Bobby Roode won the championship. Because Nakamura killed himself. What's up? Now, now my question is, that was totally a work, right? Yeah, there's so. that. Okay, I was just making sure, because when Matt Bloom shows up, you kind of question it. Like, well, that's weird. He doesn't show up on the TV much. But they called out that uh, that Regal was sick. Yeah. Get, well, so he was playing the Regal role. Yeah. Hope, hope he's hope he's okay. Like I, I honestly believe them when they say that you know, oh William Regal's sick, so Matt Bloom's here. Like I honestly believe it's like okay, so they're bringing him out because he's like the the people the guy that we know is like the big trainer or guy because we've seen him before in like you know backstage shit. So Regal's not here. I guess he would be second in command. Yep. I think it would, I think it would have been more serious if Triple H came out. Then we wouldn't yeah. know it was for realsies. Yeah. But yeah, not good. they set up a good reason for why Bobby Roode won. He's a dick. Mandy's the champion now. And guess what? XT is now glorious. Pretty good. First ever dog champion. It's pretty good. Much, much glory. Very champion. No, we're done. So how how would you uh since we didn't do a review of this show for the site, uh how many thumbs? I, I don't know, I'd get give it a thumb up. Like I I'd maybe even two thumbs up. Like I don't think it was this amazing show by any means, but it was a very solid, very fun, very good takeover. It was good. I'll give it a thumb up and a thumb in the middle. Alright, sure. That women's match thing was glaring. And also the, uh, the Authors of Pain match was fine. I, I'm sorry, DIY set my expectations too high. I, I have to, I have to, you know, ground myself more. Not Indeed, a, not the revival aren't always going to be on the show. No, but the uh, the Royal Rumble was the following night, John. It sure was, and 
we actually debuted a new feature on our website. We sure did. Which is ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. It is actually dot cool. Like, you type that into your browser, and it actually goes to a website. Website? But, uh, yeah, we are now doing reviews for the pay-per-views. Pay-per-view review. I see what you did there. Indeed. But, uh, because this was a joint brand one, we collaborated, but going forward, we're going to do solo reviews for our own brand's shows. Which, right, which means I'm up next with the good old Elimination Chamber. But yeah, uh, our scale, if you go to the website and check it out, is we each get a thumb. As we do it at the end of our segments on the podcast, where we give a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or a thumbs in the middle. Because it's joint, we each get a hand. And we rate all the matches, at tally those up, and then it automatically gives the show an overall score. So we can't go... Well, there was one good match, so I guess the pay-per-view was good. Technology, y'all. Math, John. It's a cool thing. It is. But, uh, yeah, you can check that out over at ProWrestling.Cool, and we have our breakdowns of all the matches of the show. So, instead of going through the whole card, because we have that written thing, what stood out to you? Well, for one, I thought that the Cruiserweight match was really awesome. I thought they put on a great show, uh, and it sure did make me wish that uh, WWE cared about them. Um, I sure wish the crowd cared about it. Did you see, yeah, the, did you see that the photos? Yeah, Yes. Or the crowd was empty during the match? because. Did you hear the crowd on Monday night during Neville's coronation? No. No one cared. It's as if... They put on the purple stuff, and people go, oh, this is the part I ignore. Cool. It's the worst. It's the worst! Stop stop with the purple ropes. It tells people to tune out. Just integrate it into the damn show. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it for 205 Live. That's cool, but don't do it during Raw. And don't do it during the pay-per-views. Come on. Um, I thought that the one match that SmackDown had on the main card <laughs> stole the show. Oh, absolutely. Like, this isn't even a question or a debate. John Cena versus AJ Styles was match of the night by far. If if not, like, one of the best matches of the year, if not one of the best matches of, like, the past six months. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, the more... I, see, I need to watch it more, because I still have... The uh, the Brooklyn match, well ingrained in my head. I've seen it twice. Well, I so I need to go back and watch this. But I'm starting. The more I think about, it, the more I watch stuff from this, the more I'm starting to agree with you that this might be better than the Brooklyn. It's real fucking good, man. That's all I'm saying. It was really good, and it was so good that I was not upset when John Cena won the title. No, they as I wrote about on the review there that you can read on the website. Uh, no, they completely, the match had one job, which was to justify John Cena uh, tying Ric Flair's record, and they did it with a plumb. Mm-hmm. So, if you watch anything from this pay-per-view, go watch that match. The one SmackDown match on the entire four-hour show. What the fuck, John? Why? Why did they get one match? 
They were supposed to have two, and they put the other one on the pre-show. Nothing makes sense, Owen. <sighs> Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. That sounds so good. They just they proved it there. Give them more matches. Give them more than 11 people in the Rumble. Only 11 of them. I didn't even see Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze should have been in that match. Did you know he's gorgeous? Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. Do you, do you care about any other matchup besides the Rumble and the Cruiserweight one? No. Honestly, no. Like, I can't even remember them really. Like, what do you want to talk about? Chris Chris Jericho being in the shark cage? Like, that and was all right. Rattling the cage the whole time going, what's that noise? Oh, that's what it is. That didn't bother me. I mean, it would have been better if they had more shots during the, the action in the ring that showed him hanging there. Yeah. I know it's hard to frame that up, but if you're going to have that gimmick, you need to do more with it. I don't disagree. I'm sure it they looked, definitely could have done it better. Yeah, I'm sure it looked awesome in, in the arena. On TV, it was... Eh. Strowman attacked because, of course, Kevin Owens can't win without cheating. Ever. Yep. And, and they explained it fine on Raw. Like, it, it's again, I'm not sitting here like I have a problem with it. I thought it was all perfectly fine. It's just... Eh. Yeah. Eh. The women's matches. Yeah. I thought all the women's matches were. Eh. I thought the SmackDown one had more potential if they had more time. And guess what? They did almost the same match on SmackDown this week with more time and more focus, and it was way better. All right, then. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, that, that dumb two referee match was dumb. Sure was. I mean, yeah. Why are we even talking about it? Yeah, Gallows Anderson are champions. The belts don't matter, so whatever. Uh, and then the Royal Rumble match happened, which we were all like, oh, I don't know who's going to win. And then the guy no one asked for won. Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. Randall Snakeman is the, the Rumble man now. All glory to the Randall Snake Man. And then I heard Dave Meltzer mention something later that night about what direction they were going to go for WrestleMania. And I went, that can't be true. And then SmackDown happened this week. And then they announced what's happening next week on SmackDown. I went, fuck, it is going to happen. Why is Dave Meltzer always right? Dave Meltzer, he, he does that. Is he knows things and is like, I'm Dave Meltzer. I've talked to my my sources and they said derp 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 derp, and, and I was like, what? He's the one that said Randy Orton was going to win the Rumble, and everyone laughed like, no, he's not. What are you doing? What are you doing, Meltz? I didn't laugh. I said, yeah, that would be a WWE thing to do, wouldn't it? Would you like me to just tell you now what the the, the plan is for WrestleMania? I mean. You don't have to tell me. I, I guess it's because I already know. I guess it's just a question of do you want to tell the people? That at the Elimination Chamber, Bray Wyatt's going to win the title. And he's going to fight Randy Orton at WrestleMania for the title. I don't understand why that match needs to have the title. Because Bray Wyatt's cool? I mean, I mean, it's awesome. Bray Wyatt's gonna be the Buzzard World Champion. There's gonna be literal buzzards on the side plates, but World Buzzard Champion, please. 
We'll see which way they go with it. We'll see. But, uh, yeah. Bray Wyatt having the big championship would be cool for a, a month that he's going to have. Yeah. Just curious how they're going to handle this. Because he's not going to have any followers, really, because Luke Harper's not really with him anymore, and Randy's going to separate. It'll be interesting. I just don't understand why he needs to have the belt, but I am guess I'm okay with it. You know what the big giveaway was? Because why would we now have a problem with Bray having the belt? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but, like, I find this line of... Ain't of logic to be questionable. You're now, now we have a problem with Bray getting the belt? No, no, been all like, oh man, Bray's awesome. I wish they didn't suck about using him right. And now we're being like, oh man, Bray fighting, having the belt to fight Randy Orton? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just saying after John Cena had such an awesome match, I'd like to see John Cena defend the belt in a big match at WrestleMania. Fuck a John Cena. You're telling me that John Cena's purpose now is to be a transitional champion to get, like, his stupid 16-time record? He is a transitional record. champion. He's dropping the belt in a couple weeks. I'm... Z- exactly. I'm saying, you're telling me that that's his role? I'm on board. Oh, okay. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to see how they do it. I trust SmackDown to do it. I'm just surprised. I know how they're going to do it. He's going to lose in the Elimination Chamber. I, know, I mean, I'm, I'm curious how the feud is going to build up for WrestleMania. If they're going to, you know, how they're going to set up Randy Orton breaking away from Bray Wyatt. Because like, they're together right now as a team. I wonder how they're going to break them. Is it just going to be a random RKO or are they going to be talking about the match and then all of a sudden Randy's like, yo, fuck you, I just want the belt. Well, I'll have you know, Owen, that it's uh, now, what, like 60 days until WrestleMania, cons- uh, based on the stupid ad that I have to keep seeing? With the Flo Rida song? Yeah. Sweet. wonder if he'll have a concert before it that gets canceled. So that would mean that it would be like, what, 50 days until WrestleMania after Elimination Chamber? So I feel like they could figure that out. That's a long time. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, again, I say I, I trust the SmackDown writers. I'm just left guessing, which I guess is a good thing. Well, for the sake of the podcast, I'm just saying that ah, is weird. What's John Cena going to do? Who knows? But fuck a John Cena, because I'm, before you, we can talk about what a, a John Cena is mean, going to do, we got to talk about what a people on Raw are going to do. I want to say one more thing, real fast, John. Is that uh-huh. uh, Dave Meltzer actually said? Yo, I know who John Cena is going to fight at WrestleMania. No one's going to like it. Did he actually say that? Or yeah, he, he, he didn't say who it was. He said people aren't going to like who he's going to fight at WrestleMania. Thanks, buddy. So, yep, we'll, we'll find out. And also, the reason we know that John Cena is not going to have the title is that next week on SmackDown, they announced that Orton's fighting John Cena. And you're not going to give away the WrestleMania main event on free TV. But yeah, John, tell me about Raw. Raw is a television show. You might know it as the longest-running uh, show on, on television. I mean, by longest-running, do you mean it runs so goddamn long every week? Yes. It's a very yes. long show. 
I don't know. I mean, look, guys, we have an about last night where I basically cover all of Ross. So, you know, if you really want the nitty gritty on everything that happened there, just go look at ProWrestling.cool. It's a website. But there were a couple of things that I did find particularly interesting that I did want to talk about. Like, fuck Seth Rollins. I mean, he's dead now. So, yeah, fuck Seth Rollins. And like, part of me feels like I should care because, oh man, Seth Rollins, that's so sad that like he hurt his knee again and he won't be at WrestleMania. You fuck Seth Rollins. I mean, yeah. Remember when Seth Rollins went up to Stephanie and was like, yo man, if you don't give me Triple H, I'm going to come to your house and look at your kids or something. No, that's not okay. Like What? Like, let me, let me just put it this way. If someone threatened my children, I'd do everything in my power to destroy that person. I'll admit that I'm, I'm not saying anything crazy at AZ here, like, you know, uh, with Spandex in their, their raw column had a similar argument this week, and, you know, I didn't have this in my column because I wasn't on that line of thinking then, and didn't really care to talk about it because, you know, honestly, talking about Triple H's fucking amazing supervillain speech, way more interesting! That speech was really good, by the way. I did not see it. Oh, dude, you should go back and watch it. It's fucking awesome. Sum like, it up in th- one sentence. I mean, as I said in the the in the column there, like, there's a great little moment where Triple H is talking about how like Seth Rollins failed him by like spitting in his face, basically by his knee going out and fucking like destroying himself through injury. And, like, there's a great little moment there where you think about it, it's like, wait a minute, like, how does this motherfucker have the balls to be saying this when, like, he fucking destroyed his quad and almost couldn't wrestle anymore, and then he came back and fought back from that injury, but he hates his protege for coming back and fighting back from a debilitating leg injury? Lol. There's fucking layers here, man, and it's awesome! Well, he's going to have to fight back from another leg injury. Yeah, pretty much. Rip. And I mean, the the thing that I was going to say that I that I did say in the column there was that like I that honestly I hope that, you know, Triple H and and Rollins wasn't going to happen at Mania because I feel like with this and with introducing Joe in here and like making the story once again be Triple H was trying to create something better. Or, but than himself, but he felt like Rollins was a failure, perhaps because he failed in the same way that Triple H failed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went and like created his new fucking army of like NXT brats. It's who are just going to kill everyone now, and like that's a really cool story, and that's something you could string along for a long time. And it seems like now they got a little much longer to string it out because I guess Seth Rollins is dead. So, after setting up what they set up on Raw, where do they go for WrestleMania with Samoa Joe and Triple H? Because they don't really have anything to do. They're not going to turn Joe on Triple H. Right? No. Do they bring in Nakamura? I don't know. I mean, again, this is why I suggested to you, like... if you want to have someone who hates on Triple H and, and hates on, like, you know, the authority and people being held down, like, why not perennial underdog Sami Zayn? I was going to say Roman Reigns. Fuck Roman Reigns. He's fighting The Undertaker. We know this. Eh, I don't want that, though. 
No one wants it. Let, let her take her take a take a month off or a year off. Whatever. Go away. Forever off. He did not look impressive in the rumble. He looked like an old man. He sure did. So I don't. I don't need to see the Undertaker wheeled out for another WrestleMania just so we can go. Ah, oh, my streak. That doesn't exist anymore. It's dumb. And yep. I, I and Sami Zayn, I don't. I just don't think is a big enough star to be put into that program. No, maybe not. But he's a big star in my heart. I mean, I love Sami Zayn. I mean, I think that Sami Zayn should be given the world because he's is, the only true babyface in the company. This is WrestleMania, though. They they only care about part timers and like super big names. Everybody knows. Yeah, but it's Samoa Joe again. Like. Triple H having a match with someone, probably off the table now. I don't know what they do about that. But, like, if you're telling me that the match was instead going to be Rollins versus Joe, which I think would have been a better match, then you can still have, like, Joe fight someone. Why not Sami Zayn? Sami Zayn's cool. I, I just don't see that as... That could be possibly be a fast lane match. I couldn't see that being WrestleMania. That's why you start the program with them now, and then you give them another match at WrestleMania, because, I mean, that's not something that would be out of the ordinary for them. I mean, which number match between AJ Styles and Chris Jericho was the Mania one? Too many. And I did not care for that match at WrestleMania. Neither did I, and it was number four. Ugh, boy. There's got to be someone else in the raw roster that Samojo could fight. You can, fight, you can fight the straw man. Eh. Who's going to be the face? The straw man. People love the straw man. I mean, I like the straw man. He's pretty, very cool. Like, don't get me wrong. And, and especially on Raw this week, the straw man proved that he's like the fucking smartest person on the show because he uh-huh. seemingly remembers that everything is taped. Where? He like, has a VCR. Yeah, or a DVR. It's like, yeah, it's like, I guess he has a DVR on his, on his bus where he hangs out looking as Tinder. Oh no. Hey. If I if I found Braun on Tinder and I saw that profile that apparently is Braun's real profile, I'd swipe the fuck, right? I think I know seems, I, I think I know seems Samoa, like a good dude. I think I know who Samoa Joe should fight at, at the WrestleMania. Me? No! No, not you. The creators of Tinder? <laughs> no. Samoa Joe should fight the new day in a three on one. Alright, sure. New Day, they got nothing else going on. Their faces everybody loves. Triple H says, you're too, you're too happy. I'm sending send Joe to kill all of you. And then we get to see Big E fight some Ojo, and that's kind of rad. Oh, and I like Braun Strowman. I, I also like the Braun Strowman. He's pretty cool. He's pretty smart. And that match that he had with Kevin Owens was fun. And then the, the Roman Reigns interrupted it because, of course, he did. Oh, boy. Nothing ever changes. I do love that you texted me when I wasn't watching Raw, and you tell me that Braun Strowman's going to fight Kevin Owens for the title. And I said, did Roman Reigns show up and interfere at the end? And you went, yes. Because, of course, he did. Yeah. I mean, everybody saw that coming. Fuck having finishes on the free TV. Nope. 
Never going to happen. And if you are, you're going to have the champion get pinned in non-title matches. Oh, my God. I can't believe that the champion got pinned. Chris Jericho got pinned by Sami Zayn. So did Charlotte. Charlotte got pinned by Bailey. By proxy, that means that Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson also got pinned because they were on the same team as Charlotte. Hey, John. What's that? Spoilers. Alexa Bliss got pinned on SmackDown. Yeah, I know. I, I, I saw. I know. I'm just saying... It also happens on my show. Everybody gets pinned because this is the WWE and this is a terrible fucking... Do you want to get off for all then? Or do you have anything else? Sasha Banks is... Bad. (sighs) I don't like... I mean, I get where this story is going. I get that this is all going to end in Sasha Banks. like Eventually showing up and turning heel on Bailey when Bailey is champion. Probably because Bailey beats Nia Jax and Sasha's like, fuck you, I couldn't beat her out. I'm the boss. But... Well, if that happens, Sasha's... Like, her stock is, like, plummeted at that point. Well, yeah, but... Sasha's stock has plummeted very much. I know, so I'm already. saying having Bailey fight her would mean nothing because Sasha would mean nothing. Not if Sasha comes back as like evil crazy heel. Does she get security? I don't know. I mean heel women heels apparently get security bodyguards. It's pretty cool. That's it for Raw, y'all. Uh, read more about last night at ProWrestling.cool if you want more. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to point out, also, because Sami Zayn beat Jericho, obviously it means he's going to win the United States title at Fastlane. So Samoa Joe would not fight him. Unless, I don't know, man. Unless he wants the U.S. title. I don't know, because it seems like the uh, the rumors going around are still that uh, that Owens isn't going to hold the title until Mania. That's that. That is true. So Jericho and Owens might fight for the U.S. title. Yeah, that that is the prevalent rumor. Is that like as of now the the plan is that Owens and Jericho are going to fight for the U.S. title at Mania because Owens is not going to hold the title. Man, I'm, I'm, well, it makes you wonder who would who would have the title then going into Mania now. Who else? who do you think? Like, do do you seriously not know? I mean, do you really think that Roman versus Taker would be a title match? No. It's not that one, John. It's it's the bigger match. Because somebody's going to be on that Fastlane show. Oh, wow. John? Yeah. Wow. Do you really think they're going to put on Goldberg? Oh, yeah. All right. Goldberg-Lesnar is going to be a title match. Which makes my Randy Orton-Bray Wyatt title match seem like a million times better. So now, now I'm on board. Let's do it. And, let's, and on that note, let's talk about SmackDown. Let's talk about SmackDown, which I also have an about last night up over at ProWrestling.cool that you should check out for my... You should read it! Look at the gifts. I, I do make the gifts. I also have the lead picture being seven people on the fucking commentary table. A lot of people on that table. That's the new permanent commentary team. All seven of them. No. Fucking this this show is stupid and I love it. I love, I love SmackDown. But John, Owen is lying to you. That is not the permanent commentary team. I do want to point out the Alexa Bliss got pinned by Naomi twice now. Yeah, isn't it great? I mean, they set up a title match at the Elimination Chamber at least, which 
Alexa's going to cheat to win, so. But she might not! Because if you watch Talking Smack, did, did you watch Talking Smack? Nope. Uh, Naomi brought up a really good point that made me go, shit, she could win the title. Because she is from Orlando. That's where WrestleMania is. It would be really fucking awesome to come to her hometown as the champion and have a WrestleMania match. Which I hope they're just playing seeds to make me doubt Alexa Bliss is going to be the champion still. Bring it to the floor. I mean, her entrance is pretty cool, and also, 100% her match would have to be after the sun goes down. Because there's no way that entrance works in daylight. Like, at all. But yeah, at least the match surrounding it was cool. It was uh, Mickey James and Alexa Bliss against uh, Naomi and Becky Lynch. Which, uh, they're calling their team Glowfire. Which yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It's a, fine, it was good, it's a good match. Just the fact that Alexa Bliss gets pinned again is the only thing that bothers me because that's not how you build number one contenders. There's better ways. Please let Becky... Uh, please let Alexa Bliss win a match clean at least once while she's the champion, please. Bring it to the floor. The other thing I want to bring up real quick is John Cena acknowledging that the... That AJ Styles is actually a good wrestler was nice. I respect AJ Styles now that I've beaten him. Yay! That's how respect works. With John Cena, at least. It's the most John Cena fucking promo ever. I mean, I, I'm just glad they finally said something nice about AJ Styles. Because even after he beat him at Money in the Bank, he still... He did beat him at Money in the Bank, right? Uh, I don't remember. Well, I, th- I think John Cena won at least one of their matches, and... He stole shadow over him and said, You're not a real wrestler. I had to beat you twice. But it was nice that John Cena actually said something nice to about AJ Styles before getting RKO'd to death in a match. And losing a match clean. Which is it's pretty good. Still rare. I mean it's it's happening more often, but I'm still surprised by it for some reason. RKO'd, son. Yeah. They're having a match next week, which means that's not the WrestleMania main event. The Randall Cobra out. Remember when I said that there was only one SmackDown match on the, the card for the Rumble? Yes. American Alpha also pointed that out. On, they did! On Talking Smack. They said, the fuck? What, what, we're, we're good wrestle men. They also were like, hey, let's have an open challenge. And then every single tag team showed up and... They didn't have a challenge. And then they had the big build-up for the Royal Rumble, where everyone was in the ring fighting, and throwing jokes on the top rope. Which I thought for sure was mean they were going to have a battle royal for the titles, but nope. Instead, they accomplished absolutely nothing. No, I mean, Dan Bryan's like, yo, you're going to get your match? You You want an open challenge? Elimination Chamber, you're getting all the challenges. You're fighting everybody. So all six teams are going to fight? Oh my god, they're going to do the fucking Elimination Chamber match yeah, again. John? They're going to do the fucking Tag John. Team Elimination Chamber match John. again. Oh my god! John? John? Oh god! John! You fucked up, Owen! John, listen to me. It's not in the chamber. It's Tag Team Turmoil. How do you know? 
They announced it. They said it's a tag team tur- turmoil match instead of a chamber. In the chamber. No, they real they they straight up said it's not in the chamber. One in the chamber. John, they realized that it that that was a really bad idea, so they're not doing that again. That was a really bad idea. SmackDown booking is smart and going, yo, we should only have one match of the gimmick so that it's special in that match. So yeah, only the WWE Championship will be in a chamber. One in the chamber. Yeah, one match. The WWE Championship match, John. Oh, and answer a question for me. So. Why wasn't Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles for the title? I mean, I guess aside from because the ending had to happen, but... Yeah, because the ending had to happen, and also because AJ Styles didn't earn a title shot. He sure did. he did. He's the champion. He but, was a former champion. No, All he got to do is be like, I was a f- why aren't I be qualified for the belt that is worse than the, the belt I had? You understand. He had to win this match to qualify as a number contender, because that's how it works. You pin the champion, then you earn your title shot. I suppose so. So next week, I'm, I'm they're going to have the title match, obviously. They didn't announce it, but I assume so. I thought it was a great match, though. It was a good match. There was no Ellsworth, and also there were seven people on commentary all talking over each other. Yeah, the, the ending was kind of a bummer. No, it was Dean Ambrose being an idiot, going, I'm just going to murder everybody because you're, you're being distracting at ringside. And then AJ Styles like, well, if you're going to go out of the ring and come, come back in, I'm just going to hit you with the Styles Clash that's really hastily done and almost killed you. Yeah, but I, I also meant also the the part where the referee got distracted because, oh, these all these people on the outside the ring. I mean, I would, be, I would be distracted if the Miz was trying to get into the ring. That's the only reason he got distracted, because the Miz was trying to get into the ring. He's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, it's annoying. Fuck the Miz for getting involved. Yeah, well, Dean Ambrose murdered him. It's fine. Yeah. I thought the match was fine, and also it gave AJ Styles a reason to be able to beat the Intercontinental Champion instead of doing it totally clean. Fine. AJ Styles Styles needed a win after losing at the Royal Rumble. And also, it was a segment that involved all four guys that are going to be in the chamber, so it was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. I still have a problem with American Alpha pointing out that they haven't been on TV in a month. Which is fucked up. They should be on TV more. And those bells should actually start mattering. But again, SmackDown only has two hours, so they really can't do much with the roster. Yay. Yay. Remember I pointed that out to you, John, when I, when watching. After the uh, the first match, I went, This match, this show's already a quarter over. Yep. That's fucked up. Anywho, that was it was a good show. Also, Dan O'Brien had the best line of the night at the end of Talking Smack. You know what it was? What is it? Uh, because the show apparently was sponsored by WWE Champions, that really crappy mobile game that I deleted immediately. Oh, you didn't want to play some Bejeweled? I mean, not that style, where all the menus and unlocks make no sense. But, uh... Yeah, uh, Renee Young was saying at the end, yeah, spons- this, in this episode of Talks Back, we're sponsored by WWE Champions, number one mobile app. And Danny Bryan goes, yeah, and I was sponsored by Tout. And Renee just looks at him and goes, what the fuck? Tout it out. So good. And then they just went off the air.
with Daniel Bryan bringing up Tout again. It's real good. He's single-handedly bringing Tout back. I mean, Vine's already dead, so... Tout, tout it out! Tout's got an opening. Let's do it! Danny Bryan's awesome. I'm glad he was back on Talking Smack. And that's it for SmackDown. I really Read like more it. about it I really like at ProWrestling.cool. Yeah, I really like the episode. Huzzah! You know what we don't write about is uh, 205 Live. Oh, and I watched a little bit of 205 Live this week. I watched all of it. It's not a very good show, huh? I'm scared. I, I like some things. I, I like... You know what I don't like? I don't like Lince Dorado. I am aware that you don't like Lince Dorado and shut up. John, he hasn't won a single match this year. No, he hasn't. He's a garbage he is, man. He is the jobber. He is this year's Drew Gulak. Lince the Dumpster Drozzy. I don't care. I, I like... I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very I'm proud of myself. I'm just shaking my head. I'm just shaking my head. I'm very proud of myself for that one. I don't care. Tony Nese beat him. He lost to Tony Nese, who is also a dumpster. He is the premier athlete, thank you, and also he has no charisma, according to Raw. Was not He's the world's most boring man, because apparently we learned nothing from Lance Storm. Oh, I like Lance Storm was fine. Yeah, until they kept saying, this guy's boring. Isn't this guy boring? Don't Aren't you weirded out by how boring this guy is? And everybody started believing he was just fucking boring. It's true. I mean, they didn't bring that up on uh, 205 Live, at least. Absolutely no follow-up. Well, thank God someone smacked him upside the fucking head. Although, I mean, they didn't smack him upside the head enough because then he had their fucking thing after Akira Tozawa made his fucking debut and beat a jobber. Oh, that was... Come on. That was hilarious. No. I loved that in-ring promo. We're asking Aries first asked if he can speak English and then asked him, how's it feel to be on 205 Live? And then he just said a bunch of stuff in Japanese. I mean, I liked Tozawa speaking in Japanese. I just didn't like the part where or he was all smugly like, you know, can you even understand the words I'm saying? Like, and then, no, you know, afterwards it's like, it's like, oh, I guess there you have it. Like, it, it just gave me fucking chills of like, you know, Remember when fucking Regis did this racist shit at, like, that WrestleMania oh, once, and it was not okay? I didn't think it was racist. I think it was setting up to make you think, oh, shit, he's, he actually knew some English. He's going to cut an English promo. And then he totally does it. It's like, oh, god damn it. Cause I legit it just thought- makes me think that Austin Aries is kind of an annoying twit. He's a heel. And he's a piece of, he's, his character is that he's an egotistical piece of shit that hates everyone else. But it's also not really working because, like, he's not really playing the heel on the commentary. Like, he's kind of tweening it, and it doesn't really work because, like, you know, and he, I get that he has to because, like, you know, Corey's there, but maybe then Corey shouldn't be there. Uh, no. Corey's great. I'm, I'm not saying it in the sense of, like, Corey's not great. I fucking love Corey. It's just... If Austin Aries is going to do some, like, straight-up heel dog shit like that, he's got to be the heel on the show, not Corey. Yeah, he has to go deeper into it. They're working, they're working on it. And also, I like that Brian, Brian Kendrick was on commentary because he hates all the newcomers. Oh, yeah. That's his new gimmick, is fuck all these new people. Not even fuck all these new people. It's, you know, I, I feel like it was a good 
in a way, callback to, you know, his stuff with, uh, Jerry. I wasn't even going to say Tajiri. I was going to say uh, Kota Ibushi. He's like, you know, oh, man, this motherfucker is Ibushi's best friend. Fuck this guy. Uh, I, I, I burning hammered that son of a bitch and didn't die. We'll never see that move again. Especially on 205 Life. But, uh, you know, with, with Tazawa debuting after all those video packages, we had to have a new person with a video package, which was Grand Metalik. John? Hey, remember him? Remember when he almost fucking won the Cruiserweight Championship? Do you remember when he showed up on the premiere episode on the stage and then we never saw him again? I do. How many months ago was that? I don't know. As many months ago as they... As many months ago as they started showing Emelina promos. Which they didn't show one on Raw this week. She's done. They gave up on her. I hope so. Watch me watch the uh, main event, and that's when they do it. It's like, God damn it. Yeah. Either that or they start airing on SmackDown because they know better. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, Grand Metal League's coming in two months. Or whenever the hell they stop doing these videos. Get Get excited? Got the Metal Leaf driver, it's cool. Almost won that Cruiserweight Classic, like you said, and that was... I can't wait to watch more 205 Live, that's my favorite show. Yo, Rich Swan's dead. Yeah, he's dead, alright. His foot's in a boot, and he's like, this sucks. I did that, I kicked him so hard, I broke my... I couldn't handle this, whoops! Can't dance with a broken foot! And then he was talking shit about Neville, and then Neville showed up because he's like, Yo, I, I can fucking watch the monitor. I see you talking shit. I hate you. Your foot's broken. Go to hell. I'm the king of the cruiserweights. All these things are true. I'm waiting for King of the Rain to come back so he can win that. All these things are true. Remember he was in the last King of the Ring and then he didn't win it? because He was the, the runner-up. The other British guy won it, and then how he's no longer ex- in existence. It's off being an actor now. Also, we had another backstage segment with uh, Neville and Noam Dar. Yeah, who cares? With Alicia Fox. It was not very good. I thought it was funny, because Neville's like, fuck this relationship stuff on this show. It's about Cruiserweight. Leave her in the back. Which he did! In their main event, which was... Neville and Noam Dar against Cedric Alexander and Jack Gallagher replacing uh, the Dead Swan Man. You know, because the tag team would have been the two black guys. That's... Well, John, you know, it's Black History Month. We gotta push the black guys. I mean, it's... It is now, not yesterday. I know, that's what I'm saying. Now it is. So they're getting, they were getting started early. Because that's the way Vince McMahon... Thinks. Of course! The, the progressive icon Vince McMahon, who definitely thinks in these ways. Yes, of course. Keep the dream alive, y'all. Of course. Him and, you know, him and Michael Hayes. They, 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 love, they love them. They love the African-American wrestlers. Remember when Michael Hayes showed up at NXT TakeOver San Antonio? What? When? In the crowd? Yeah, you don't remember this? 
What match was he there for? I don't know. You texted me about it, and I was raging already. That's, that's right. I totally did do that. You got really angry. I mean, I was already angry because I saw it before the text came in, and I was like, oh, god damn it! Yep. Good times. Of course you're here! Of course you're here! I mean, it's Texas. It's the South. Where else would he be? Also, he's always there. Bad Street, USA. Maybe that was fine. I guess. Neville's it's like, fine. fuck you, Norm, Dora, I'm leaving. I'm Neville. And then Maros did a really good thing on the commentary. Where he name-dropped uh, Okada. During one of the moves, and then Corey Graves quickly said... "Oh, not, Actually, it was Austin Aries who quickly said, God bless you, when he said it. Because <laughs> he said his full name. And then immediately Corey Graves starts berating. I'm going, why do you keep saying all these weird words that don't make sense? Do you do you remember the one from earlier in the night, right? Where you, uh, which, which one was that? It was, uh, this is the one that I thought was actually pretty funny and made me think, oh, I bet Vince made, put him up to that. Was, uh, uh, Mora was talking about, how uh, Tazawa had done a bunch of time in Dragon Gate. Yes. And uh, Corey's like, well, I don't know anything about what you're talking about, but that sounds like a place I ordered Chinese from from last weekend. Yeah, so this, this was Graves, like, doubling down on going, why do you keep saying all these weird words that don't make sense? And uh, listening. And Mara's response was, I'm, try- I'm just trying to educate the masses. He's <laughs> real good. Is listening. Mara doesn't give a fuck. Did, did you see what his Twitter profile picture was that night that he shortly later changed? No. It was the picture of the seven people at the commentary table. Pretty good. <laughs> really funny. He was totally in on it, and then he quickly must have gotten a phone call saying, yo, you can't do that. That's not funny. But anyway, uh, Neville bailed on the match, and of course, that means Noam Dar got double-teamed and lost. Which actually... 205 Live continues unabated. Which which is weird, because that was actually Neville's first loss this year. According to our stats tracking. So, good job, Neville. That's what happens when you leave. You ruined your perfect record. Not a loss if you don't take the pin. Nope, still counts as a loss. What's on our website? It, it still counts if tag teams still count as loss. Anywho, I give 205 Live a thumbs in the middle. Because Lenzadorado exists. Shut up! What about Tazawa was cool. What about you? I thought it was whatever. It's it's still fucking 205 Live, man. Needs, I don't care. Needs more Gulak. Stop nah, pushing these. Okay. Push Drew Gulak. He's the, the bare knuckle brawler from Broad Street. Anyway, let's quickly talk about NXT, Owen. Yeah, the one that was taped before NXT TakeOver. Yeah, and clearly shows. I mean, yeah, of course it does. I do like that the screen was down to make it look different. Yes, I I did appreciate that. That was neat. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, Emma, Emma, Jesus Christ. Emma, yeah, she finally Yeah, Emma, she's here. Ember Moon had a match with Aaliyah and... 
Why? They're both faces. Because why not? Same reason why Ember Moon had a match with Liv Morgan. Well, why not? Fuck, fuck Liv Morgan, that's why. Fuck you. Leah's fine, she's a cat lady. Corey was not happy about her for being a cat lady. I mean, what's wrong with that? Don't be a cat lady! Don't wear cat ears! Cats are cool. Leah's not good in the ring, though. No, she's not, and this match was not very long. No, but also, she's really bad at traditional moves, and it really bumped me out. At least she took that stunner well. Indeed. Or the Eclipse, or whatever the hell they're calling it. It's the Eclipse. Yep, cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, all this was basically just set up for uh, Ember Moon getting her match with uh, with uh, Asuka that they have totally announced for a takeover. I mean, not directly announced, but... I mean, yeah, not officially, but, like, I I really like the interview with Asuka where they bring, brought up Ember Moon and she's asked if she even works for this company. It's like, she works here? <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. That, that was fantastic. And then they got... Some good Asuka! And then they got Ember Moon going, that's fucked up. They got my red I got eyes. red eyes! <laughs> I like we both went there. Good job. Anyway, yeah, they have like like ten years to build that up. Indeed. So do it. Tyler Bate showed up for some reason because it was a show a special showcase match, a showcase exhibition, which means he's not on the NXT roster. But he sure's got a cool wave that people like to wave at him. Indeed. I, I waved at my TV screen. He sure got that mustache. I mean, mustaches are cool. He fought Oni Lorcan. Oni Lorcan murdered him in the fucking corner. Yeah. Did you see that where he slammed his head into the bomb turnbuckle? He did. And Tyler Bates looked very upset about it. He's <laughs> like, I say, Governor, I'm gonna give you what for for that potato, jolly good. Yeah, that's that's it. You nailed it. Only I mean, still awesome. I assume that's what his voice sounds like. I mean, because he's so young, he's probably still going through puberty, right? Yep, you need, your voice needs to crack a little more. Please don't do Jolly it. Good nope. is poor. God, I made a mistake. There we go. Only Lurkin's Tyler still Bate awesome. won with Tyler Driver 97. I don't care about Tyler Bate because he's not on the roster. I like Tyler Bate. I don't care about Only Lurkin, though. Only Lurkin is awesome. He's, he's, he just doesn't have his, done anything for me, honestly. He saws the shit out of people. I always appreciate that. One thing that does do the, ooh, something for me, though, is their, their Corey Graves Appreciation Night shit that they did of having, like, that cool little little sweet little video package about, like, I was a cool NXT fighter. Oh, then I got, like, concussions and fucked up and I had to stop. And I just did anything to stay around and they made me commentator and now I'm the best. That made me so sad. Yeah, it was very sweet and I appreciated it. Like, and then Elias Sampson came out and ruined everything. Like... I like how the music hit. You just see his face like turn to the same, going, "What the fuck? It's my last show, and this is what you're doing to me." And then the best part was when they announced that he was born in uh, Pittsburgh, and and, he, and immediately Corey Graves goes, "No, he, no, he wasn't." <laughs> yep, it's pretty good. Uh, anyway, he fought No Way Jose, and like the rest of the show, this match was whatever. 
It was on. It was. It was inoffensive at all. It was fine. Not offensive. It, it's the least offensive drifter match I have ever seen. But I still couldn't tell you anything about it. Drifters basically. Eli Sampson, I can accept now, is basically in that Baron Corbin place where he's not good, but he's got enough that he's clearly not bad, and I clearly see why they're keeping him around because it's there's definitely enough of like, oh no, I hate this guy just on his fucking sheer existence and fuck him but he's not terrible at wrestling it's just he's still not in the place where he's good and making it be like you know oh i think that he can put on exciting and good matches that are fun it's the baron corbin thing where it's like what punches people and he punches them some more hey, hey john want to know a secret what's that i'm never gonna like him well, I still don't really like Baron Corbin, but you know, I, I, at least I'm, Baron- I give Baron Corbin more of a chance than I than I used to, and I'm saying I'm willing to get to that place with Elias Sampson. It's just it's not there, and maybe he'll never be there. But you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. No, no, but John, I have an illogical reason for that. Okay, he's from Pittsburgh. I can never like him, and when he comes here next Thursday. We're going to, again, chant at him to shut the fuck up, because he's from Pittsburgh. That's NXT. I give a thumbs in the middle. I give it... I'm going to give it... I, I give it a middle because of the Corey Graves thing. If if that wasn't there, I'd give it a thumbs down. Yeah, the Corey Graves thing was very good. Yeah. And I, again, I like Tower Bait. It was a fine match. Again, I, I want to know what the fuck they're doing with the UK people. Yeah, but I'm not going to blame that on the match. I'm not going to blame that on Tyler Bate. He did a good job. It just, just seemed out of place, but whatever. I mean, I've more felt like it seemed like, hey, we got Tower Bate. We should probably do something more with him than just have him in the crowd for TakeOver San Antonio, I, right? I remember that belt that we totally gave him that he's never defending? Take a look at it. Still not defending it. And on that note, that's it for heel turn. Indeed, John. So this is a po- tell the folks. Oh. John? Yeah? Tell, tell the folks where they can find us. Okay, sorry, because you're up there trying to let you finish, but then you're going, I'm, I'm going to talk and say other things. Why? I'm going to set you up. All right, well then, fine. Thank you. You're I'll welcome. take the setup. This has been a turn. It's a production of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool. It's dot cool. That's our website where we have a lot of cool criticism and articles and other stuff. We got statistics. You should go check it out. It's basically everything you need to know to be a smart wrestling fan that doesn't just read dumb fuck bullshit like stories about how AJ Styles said we'll never know how John Cena would have done in the indies because yeah, no shit, dog. That's how linear time works. Here's a headline for you, John. Yeah. AJ Styles announced whose dream WrestleMania opponent is, and you'll never guess who. Oh my god, I click can't believe it. If only I click on this link, maybe I'll find out, because it's not like you could have just put it in the fucking headline, and then I could, like, you know, read the article to be like, I want to know more about these comments. We are totally not directing this attack at anybody. Right? No, of course not. Absolutely not. Definitely not. There are no sites out there that were very good wrestling sites that now seem to just be going for the lowest comp denominator fucking bullshit that you would see on goddamn 
dirt sheets. Hey, John. Ty- Nothing at all. Ty Dillinger made his debut. Check out the video instead of watching it on the network. Check out this YouTube link that we got of a thing that just happened. Oh, my God. We need to tell you a story about a thing that just happened on Raw because apparently you couldn't just to read our Raw recap. Yep. So you'll find quality content over for wrestling.cool. We it's not just cool, res- it's not cool. We respect our audience. Indeed. And also you can uh, check us out on uh, various other places. Uh, f- check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWDOTC or on Twitter at The Heel Turn uh, for you know, our, all our latest updates and everything we're doing there. And uh, you can find us on iTunes where you find uh, other wonderful podcasts and uh, zonecast.com and other great stuff like that. And uh, other than that, Owen... Where can we find you? Also on Zocast, don't forget we have our sister podcast, The Echo Chamber, and our brother podcast, I'd Rather Not. Yeah, I mean, I gotta give them something to, you know, check reason, check it out. It's like, oh, what can I find if I go to zonecast.com? Who knows? Ooh, mysteries! Good podcast. That's what you'll find. And also, I don't know why I gendered them. But you can find me on Twitter at ThunderscroreOzone. Find me on Twitter at IamJohnGM. John, that was a solid episode. Sure was. Next week, I get to make my predictions for another pay-per-view because this is our life now. Pay-per-views every two weeks. Zaza. I mean, at least you want to cover it. It's all me. Zaza. One in the chamber. And until then, y'all come back and hey here. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.